She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing? Have you had a good October? Mine's been pretty decent. I'm pretty all right. I can't believe tomorrow is Halloween. Can you believe it? Wow. Granted, I haven't dressed up for Halloween since I was like maybe 11 years old. So um, Jeremy's actually dressing up for Halloween this year, which as long as I've known him and been married to him, he's never dressed up for Halloween. Never, never, never. But he thought, why not? I'm gonna do it. So, well, we have reached the halfway point in season one. Season one, episode 12, entitled Ted's New Boss. And think about it, guys. Think as far as your mind can possibly conceive. Who do you think that is going to be? Ugh. This episode aired on November 23rd, 1985. Ted loses a promotion to Brindle, but the worst is yet to come. Yeah, this fucktard is going to be his new fucking boss. Surprise, surprise. I mean, with the title alone and the fact that it says Ted loses a promotion of Brindle, but the worst is yet to come because the guy becomes his fucking boss. And he lives right fucking next to his ass. You can't get away from the damn Brindles because they live next door. Ted's got to work with them. Now this guy's going to be his damn boss. Ugh. I would, I would, I would move. I would, I would find another job. I mean... Ted's a computer guy, right? He can get a job like any frickin' place. Get out of the neighborhood. Get away from the Brindles. But, guys, this episode is Brindle-filled to the max. <sighs> These are the neighbors that you would literally pick up your house and physically move it. Just to get away from them, if you could. It's got a 7.8 out of 10, based on 16 ratings. What is this? It says, there's a guest star here that says Hal Rayle, R-A-Y-L-E. I don't, that's probably not even how you pronounce it. It just says parrot. So is he playing? Oh, that's right. Didn't Harriet have a parrot? So this guy's got to do voice work. His... His IMDb picture shows him in front of an old-time radio microphone, so maybe he does the voice for the parrot. This episode was directed by Leslie H. Martinson, writers Lan O, and then Posterby, and then K-U-N, and Howard Leeds, of course, the creator. I will give you guys a little um, tidbit of something I got going down the the Pike in January. It's a, um, it's going to be a giveaway for, it's going to be in January because you know, I started the small wonder podcast in January. Wait, I did start in January, didn't I? I swear. 
swear I did. I gotta go look now. Oh my god. Because I know, wait a minute. Well, I know I started the Growing Pains one in January, but did I start this one in January? I gotta, I gotta figure that out. I gotta figure it out. Um, but I will be, this will be the last episode I do of 2019. I got a lot of stuff coming up in November, December, and then I'll just pick back up with season one, episode 13. I got a lot of stuff going on in January. It's pretty much going to be the same as it is. So if later on in the year 2020, if I get time to do more episodes, basically we're just going to wrap up season one sometime mid to late 2020. And then in season 2021, I'll start season two. That is so far ahead. So, um, is going on forever. I don't, I'm just going to assume it started in January. See, that's what happens when you do so many podcasts. Um, I do have the DVD box. Is this it? Where'd it go? Quinn, do you know where it went? I see your tail over there. You helped me find my glasses once. Remember that when you were a kitten? I lost my glasses, I got a replacement, and then magically you found my other pair hidden under the enter the television stand. I just had it. Oh, here it is right here. Found it. Found it. Found it, everybody. <laughs> um, here we go. This, on the DVD box here, the episode description for Tez's new boss is different. <sighs> Following a house fire, the Brindles muscled their way into staying with the... Of course they muscled their way in. Have you seen Bonnie? Yeah. And not... what She may... Also, she's got the, the brawn and she's got the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it starts with an M. Um, not malice. That's not it. Manipulation. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh my goodness gracious. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. You guys know I have a hatred of the Brindles. You know I do. You have heard me rant and rave about this. But anyway. Like I said, got a giveaway going on. I'm really starting to wonder, did I start this in January or April? This is gonna drive me insane. I gotta figure this out. Okay, turns out I actually started the podcast in February 2019, so we'll just do the giveaway for the one-year anniversary of the podcast in February. So look forward to that. This episode does have a commentary. I haven't watched it yet because you guys know how I do this. I watch the episode, having never seen it before, you get my reactions, and then later I most likely go back and look at the commentary and then I'll let you guys know what I find out in the following episode. So look forward to that. Um, speaking of giveaways, you guys know that this podcast is put on the looking back on my wonder years, SoundCloud page, along with other podcasts that I do the, Oh my Lanta, Holy Chalupas, unofficial full house, fuller house podcast. That podcast is having its first official giveaway. I'm not telling you what it is yet because I don't have it. When I get it, I will announce the giveaway. It's definitely going to be before Thanksgiving. 
I got a couple other giveaways going on that are going to definitely be, because I know how expensive shipping's going to get, like, around Christmas, but, um, mom's the word on those other two giveaways, so, um, yeah, this is going to this is going to be good. Let's see how Ted's new boss works out. <laughs> I'm Sideshow Bob here everybody. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it as good as, as um um what, what the, Kelsey Grammer, but uh, I'm like <laughs> oh, the brindles. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's do this. Although, real quick, if you're new to the podcast, uh, She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast, has a Facebook page. Just type in Small Wonder or She's a Small Wonder or Small Wonder podcast, whatever, whatever. Just do that. Like the page. It also has an Instagram page. Well, not an official page that says Small Wonder, but it shares space with the Wonder Years Instagram page. So, Yeah. Along with all the other podcasts. Also in January of 2020, I'm promoting my new podcast. I know you're right. Like, how do you keep up with so many podcasts? This is my life, guys. I don't get paid for it. This is just my hobby that has just taken over my life for the last two, oh, two and a half years. <laughs> but I just, it's like, no one else is doing this. I kind of want to do it. Um, yeah, I, the new podcast I'm talking about is the I Left My Heart in Everwood podcast. That podcast is going to be twice a month. So all of 2020 is going to be basically covering season one, and then 2021 is going to be season two and so on and so forth. Once I get some of my other podcasts completed, like the Silver Spoons podcast will be ending most likely ne at the end of next year. That'll free me up more time to most likely maybe even do more episodes of Small Wonder and um, Full House. I also do monthly episodes of Growing Pains. I am next year going to mix that up a little bit by getting back into Mr. Belvedere. I miss the Owens family. Want to get back into them. All right. All right. I've said enough. Come on. I'm, I'm really right. Like, oh, I hear the episode. I don't care anymore. Okay. Okay, guys. I promise. I promise. This is it. Okay. So I'm just looking at the intro here. So Ted works at United Robo Robotronics. United Robotronics. Cool. I love how he's got a little sack lunch here. He's like, eh, I don't want to sit in the break room with everyone. I prefer just to, like, be by myself. He, he, Ted definitely looks like the guy who would prefer to just hang out by himself and eat by himself and have his me time instead of, you know, mingling with his colleagues and stuff. I love this uh, opening here, how he's got a sack, a brown sack lunch, and he's got, like, like a soda or something, an undisclosed soda can in his hand. But yet, when he sits down, smiles, and faces the camera, he's looking at a robotics magazine. Like, well, where'd that come from? Your back pocket? So we open up the episode in the kitchen. Of course, it looks like it's getting on dinner time as Joan is having Vicky skin the potatoes, trim, you know, get all that uh, gross brown layer off the top layer, and Vicky says she's almost done, 
So Joan goes over and pulls out of the pot of water on the stove, which apparently must not be on because nobody in their right mind would stick their hand in a pot of boiling water. And she pulls out, it looks like a stick or a square of margarine, but it is in fact a square potato. How in the world? But then again, Vicky's a robot. She could have shaped that to be a square. Hey, maybe she makes them into, into carved animals. She carves the potatoes into, like, an elephant or a donkey or something. That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? You get to eat your potato and it's shaped like a giraffe. Or, well, giraffe might be a bit much. Maybe a donkey or, like, a little piggy or a cow or something. Vicky points out that they're geometrically perfect. Oh, okay, I get it now. I love how Joan's blue earrings match her blue top. Joan's got a couple catchphrases. One of them is, that's nice, or that's cute, or something like that. You know, Joan's just looking at it from all, all four sides. Like, I can't believe this. It's like, hey, you can cut it like a, you know, with a knife and fork like it's a slice of bread. And they won't roll off your pu- Vicky! Oh, girl! You are ahead of your time, pumpkin. That is a smart idea. Are there square potatoes out there? But John just puts the square potato back in the pot. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, Ted looks. He is ready to bust that door down as he goes through it. He just sour puss face. He's pissed off. Oh, boy. The family is in for a major rage moment from Ted. Let's hear. Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. <laughs> you won't believe what happened to me at the office today. What happened? I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> you opened it up. I wonder what happened. He doesn't want you to talk about it. No, hey, he'll no. feel better when he gets it off his chest. He will? Ted, now what happened? Well, <laughs> what are you doing, Vicky? I'm waiting for you to get it off your chest. <laughs> Tony, am I not an electronics genius? Sort of. Absolutely. Have I not deserved a promotion and a raise at the office? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. And not to mention the authority that goes along with it? Oh, they'd be idiots not to recognize you for what you are. Thank you. They're idiots. <laughs> you mean you didn't get any of the above? No. No, no, a thousand times no. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Oh, Ted, that's too bad. That's the good part. Oh? Really? What's the bad part? Brindle got the promotion. Fucking hell! Brindle? Next door Brandon Brindle? That That's piece right. of shit? And the worst is... He... He... He what? Yes? He's now my boss. Fucking Your hell. Boss? Oh, no. Your boss? Oh, no. Vicky, chill out. Yes. He got his new raise, his new office... Look on the bright side, he still has his old wife. Yeah, his hag of a wife. Well, I would have threatened to quit. 
I would have threatened. I was like, hey, I actually got a job offer. Gives me a lot more money and my own office and this and that. I'm going to walk away. If you think you can get me to stay, what are you going to offer? You know, something like that. Like, isn't there, like, something where people have done that where they try to, like, give the impression that they've gotten a really better offer, like they've been there for years since, like, maybe they haven't gotten a promotion or whatever, kind of in Ted's situation, and where it's like, okay, I'm gonna kind of mess with them to see if this works to my advantage, and say, oh, um, yeah, I actually got this other job offer, and they're paying me a lot more money, and it's a big, lucrative company and everything, and I get to be my own boss, it's gonna be great. Kind of like... Stick it to your company, even though, oh, I don't know. I mean, technically, yes, that could backfire <laughs> in one of the worst ways, but even still. And you feel bad for Ted. It's like, of all of the people to be passed over for a promotion, they give it to fucking Brindle? That piece of shit? Really? Oh, my God. Jamie comes in like, oh, my gosh, Mom, Dad, smoke's coming out of the Brindle's house. And the... Smarmy smirk that Ted has, and I'm like, good, let it burn to the ground. Because <laughs> that's probably what he's thinking, like, good, good. So Joan, like, immediately jumps into action as she and Jamie, I mean, as much as we all hate the Brindles, like, yeah, we don't want their house to burn down, technically, or them to be hurt, or displaced, or whatever. And Ted, of course, is just kind of sitting there, like, like, <laughs> and Joan just turns and looks at him because her hands on the door to go through into the kitchen, like, you know, jump into action, maybe see what she can do to help. But she turns and looks at Ted, who's just, just rivaling in the fact, like, oh, this guy just got a promotion over me now, his house is burning down. And she's like, Ted? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yes, I have to act like I'm actually concerned. Okay. So they head in the kitchen, and Ted is now in front of Joan, kind of taking the lead here. And Jamie's like, oh, I can smell it. What is that? Ted opens the door, and Brandon Brindle is, like, walking right through her. I'm like, okay, just because I open my door does not give you the right to walk right through it. I have to invite you in. I'm going to play this clip. Of course, I have to act concerned. <laughs> oh, I can smell it. Yeah, I can smell it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we had a fire. Yeah, Jamie told us. Fortunately, I was able to put it out, keeping a cool head. Under fire. <laughs> Shut up, dude. No, it's pretty bad. Well, that's my wife's cooking. guy talking for that there, Jamie? No kidding. I thought it was a canary in a Halloween costume. <laughs> He's from Mexico. What's that sh what schmucks they got on Face. the fire start, Brandon? It must have been with some faulty wiring. He went crazy with that fire extinguisher. There was just foam all over the place. Brandon, you're supposed to squirt it on the fire, not on your wife and child. <laughs> it's awful. Our house is all filled with smoke. Yeah. Oh. 
thinking, and I won't hear of it. What are we thinking? That you want us to spend the night here. The fuck we do? Oh, what a dear neighbor. Well, to tell you the truth, Bonnie, okay. I came one night, but no more. Stay in no, the garage. Absolutely not. Not any more than that. We'll just go get a few things. Oh, dear I want to be treated as an ordinary guest. I don't want any special favors just because I'm now your boss and, and can fire you. Get the hell out of my house! We'd love to have you as our guest. I figured as much. Lawson, you're my kind of guy. Well, bye for now, we. Bye for now, we. You can play with Polly, but don't feed her anything. I'd like to feed you Harriet. Yeah. So Brandon sits down, says we had a fire. I was able to put it out, you know, keep a cool head under fire. <laughs> and Joan is like, wow, yeah, it smells really bad. And Brandon is like, oh, no, that's my wife's cooking. Harriet and Bonnie come in, and they got, like, little white specks of... I didn't know what that was at first. Like, Bits of like whipped cream or something on like little dots on it, which turns out it's supposed to uh, resemble bits of a uh, fire extinguisher, like the stuff that comes out of it. And Bonnie's like, Brandon, you were supposed to hit, hit it with the fire, not your wife and daughter. Like, well, maybe you should have gotten out of the damn room. Were you right there watching while he was trying to put the fire out, you dum-dums? Hey. But, of course, Harriet's not there. The, the ladies, the Brindle ladies aren't alone because Harriet's got this huge fucking cage that could fit two parrots inside of it. And clearly, yes, this parrot is not talking. It's... That guy I mentioned before I started the episode, he is the one, he probably does a lot of voice work, and he's the one who's speaking as the parrot, whose name is Polly, and apparently she's female. Apparently this parrot is from Mexico, Mexico, excuse me, as we hear the parrot say, hot tamale, hot tamale. So Ted's like, how did the fire start, Brandon? And Brandon's like, oh, it must be some faulty wiring. Yeah, because that's always the, the the reason. It's faulty wiring in the kitchen. What was the other reason they had to stay over at uh, the Lawson's house? The last time, it was because uh, Brandon was trying to pull out a stump in his yard and, like, uh, they lost power or some shit like that. Like, oh. What's their next excuse going to be for staying over? The house fucking blew up. So... I'm going to say the Lawsons kind of walked into this. Because Bonnie's like, no, 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 no. I won't hear of it. I know what you're thinking. And Ted's like, what are you thinking? I'm like, Ted, no. You walked right into that trap. She's like, you're thinking that you want to invite us to stay over. But I won't hear of it. I'm like, I wasn't thinking that. In fact, I want you to leave right now and take your parrot with you. Ted actually was going to be the well, to tell you the truth, Bonnie. And then Brandon comes up and says, hey, Ted, since you're letting us stay here, I won't let it go to my head since I'm new, your new boss and I can fire you at any minute. It's like, at any moment's notice, for whatever reason I feel appropriate. Oh, they're going to stay for one night. And then, of course, Bonnie and Harriet leave to get all their shit from over the, 
at their house. It's one fucking room. You'll be fine. If it was confined to the kitchen, you will be fine. Air the house out. The stink will go away. Go eat out. Go see a movie for a few hours or some shit. It's gonna be fine. Your, it, your house did not burn to the ground. It's completely livable in. Unless somebody said, no, if the electrician came out and said, I think you need to not stay here tonight until we fix this up. Because if it's an electrical fire, then wouldn't that kind of fuck with the power in the house? I don't know. I'm not an electrician. I don't know these things. So Joan is trying to be, you know, the nice housewife, you know. She's like, oh, we'd love to have you here. She's just trying to be polite and, and not come off like, you know, a bitch like Bonnie, who just intrudes on everything and everybody. There are other neighbors there. Go knock down their door. Granted, those people probably all pretended they weren't home or they just left as soon as they saw the fire at the rental place. Like, everyone leave. Get in your car and get out of here because you know they're going to come knocking on our door if the Lawsons don't let them in first. Probably all, thank goodness for those Lawsons, man. Every time the Brindles have something going on, and they always do, they go right to the Lawsons first. So luckily, we don't have to deal with the Brindles. <laughs> I love how Jamie's like looking at the parrot like, ugh, I'd love to feed you Harriet. Because Harriet's like, now don't feed her any crackers. She can't eat them or whatever. And he's like, I'd like to feed you Harriet after Harriet leaves. And, of course, the bird does not like Harriet because nobody does. He's like, <laughs> Now that the Brindles are gone, Ted is going to rant and rave and scream at the top of his lungs in frustration as, damn it, we walked into this. Ugh. They're going to take over a house. We may as well just rent a motel for the, a hotel for the night, the, the four of us. Honestly, that might be better, a better idea. Like, you guys can have our house for the night, but uh, we're going to get a hotel. Bye. We'd love to have you as our guest. Why? Why? Uh, well, look at it this way. There are neighbors and they're in trouble. Look at it this way. There are neighbors and we're in trouble. Really, Joe? the door shut. Oh, If Harry is sleeping over here, then I want to sleep over there. Yeah, really. Oh, Jamie. Go get cleaned up for dinner. Shut up, bird. Come on. Honey, hot. Huh, huh. What the hell is this? Square potatoes? Oh, oh, so they won't roll off the plate. Of course. Which one I do? Honey, how could you do this to me? And what, what if Brindle finds out about Vicky? Well, she fooled him once and she can fool him again. What's more important is that he's just mean enough to get you fired if we turn them down. And it's just for one night. It better be You're just right, for one as night. Usual. I'd sure be lost without you, honey. I'm broke. I get a good lawyer. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, no, that couldn't be them. Damn Not it. so soon. It's probably just a hungry dog who learned how to knock. No. <laughs> the fuck? Smoke in our house is even worse than before. They were all packed. Did you they were. Yes, fuck you took all. you so long. So, where are we going to sleep? Out, outside in the garage would be just fine. Put them outside. So I agree with Jamie. He's like, hey, if they're staying over here, I'm going over to their place. And Ted kind of is like imitating Joan. Like, oh, I'd be so delighted if you stayed over. He's like, honey, why would you do that? And she's like, oh, well, 
I'm just being neighborly. It's like, you can refuse, you know. You're not going to look like an asshole. There are other neighbors out there that, well, I don't know if they take them in. Everyone there knows the Brindles in that neighborhood. So, Joan says, Jamie, just get cleaned up for dinner and take that rat of a parrot with you. Um, <laughs> Ted's venting while she, Joan's working on the vegetables salad or whatever she's doing. Ted, re- he starts talking about it, he stops as he pulls out from the pot the square potato. It's like, square potato? And Joan's kind of with it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it won't roll off the pot, plate, you know? He's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Ted is definitely blaming Joan. Like, honey, how can you do this to me? And what if Brindle finds out about Vicky? And Joan's all, like, calm and placid. Like, honey, don't worry. It'll be fine. She fooled them once. She can fool them again. It's not a big deal. And she mentions how he's just mean enough to get you fired if you turn him down. Oh! Oh! I don't think that he could fire Ted just because Ted doesn't want them to stay over. That's bullshit. That has nothing to do that is bullshit. Because if Brandon even tried that, Ted could take him to court and say, uh, I don't know what this is about. And the judge would be like, you're right, Mr. Lawson. This guy is a fucking idiot. I'm awarding you... (laughs) <laughs> your job, I'm giving you your job back, basically. Or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just making up some weird speculation that means nothing. And Joan reminds Ted, like, honey, it's just for one night. So, it's a cute moment between Ted and Joan as he wraps his arms around her. And he's like, oh, honey, I'd be lost without you. And she's like, yeah, and broke. Because I'd find a good lawyer. <laughs> oh! oh, oh. <laughs> And he laughs and he stops and he's like, why am I laughing? <laughs> I don't know. There's a knock at the door. And he's like, seriously? They packed so fast? Ted goes to open the door and sure enough, they've already packed. Like, they knew. They're like, we're just going to pack some stuff. We know the Lawsons will let us stay with them if we, like, trick them into letting, you know, Letting us stay with them or whatever. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. They packed ahead of time. They planned that fire. Or that electrical thing. Someone did something so they could stay at the Lawson's house. Because it's so much better. So, Ted opens the door. Brandon comes in. (coughs) The smoke in our house is even worse than before. (laughs) It's like, well, that's not my fucking problem. They all got suitcases and shit. This better be all of their shit that they brought. And you better not be bringing everything else in the kitchen sink after, either. Bonnie has the nerve to ask, Oh, did you miss us? And Joan's like, yeah, I guess I'm wrong. So Brandon's like, where do you want to put us? Where are we going to sleep tonight? Please don't say you're bad, Ted and Joan. Please. Put them in the garage. They'll be fine. If you got a basement, put them down there. So, of course, Joan's like, this way, I'll show you where you're going to sleep. Yeah, they'll probably sleep on the floor in the living room. Um, Harriet asks where her parrot is. Joan's like, oh, up in Jamie's room. And she's like, if he's teaching him any bad words, I'm going to punch his light out. And I'm like, shut up, bitch. You're not going to do anything because you're a guest. You could have left that parrot at your house. It would have been fine. Someone in the audience, like, <coughs> coughed. Like, 
But then again, it's like if you have a really bad hacking cough, I, I don't know what to tell you. Just try to keep it quiet. So I'm going to play this clip as the Lawsons get the Brindles kind of settled in the living room. And Bonnie's bouncing her big fucking ass. Like, here, let me test out the springs in this couch cushion. I, it probably turns out to be like a sofa bed, I would imagine. Like, don't ruin our couch. Unlike Ted and his brand new position, we have to treasure the things that we have because we can't afford to go out and get a new one. <coughs> Smoke in our house is even worse than before. They were all packed. Did you mess up? Fuck you all. But it took you so long. So, where are we going to sleep? Let me show you. Where's my parrot? In Jamie's room, dear. Dad, I killed it. If he's teaching Polly any bad words, I'll punch his lights out. Fuck you, Harriet. Well, this, as you can tell, is the sofa. Oh, I don't know. Seems pretty lumpy to me. Bitch! Brandon, why don't you try it? You're going to sleep outside if Whoa, you keep this up. It is lumpy. Looks like there's somebody in here already. <laughs> I don't know. Convertible sofas are never firm enough for me. Well, then it's the floor. You always make up the You're kitchen not... table. That's pretty firm. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, I'm afraid the only other thing we have to offer you is a sleeping bag. Thanks, but I already have one. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> he just puts me in stitches. <laughs> And if he doesn't look out, I'm going to put him in stitches. <laughs> and now, about supper. We do not want to impose. No way are you going to be cooking for us. No, 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 no. Oh, well, if you insist on going out... No, I... that's not what she means. Bonnie means after you cook for your family, then she'll cook for our family. Oh. Well, if that's all settled... Uh, I forgot my bathrobe and slippers. I better go get him so I can be nice and comfy tonight. Yeah, you do that. Oh, would you see if you can find my chin strap? <laughs> now, I'm just going to need a few things. Uh, pots and pans, or maybe some food. <laughs> I don't know why I am making this so complicated. It's not fair to rush you with your dinner so that I can cook. Thank you. Why don't you just cook for all of us? Fuck you! Now look, Bonnie. Yeah! I can manage. I think I'll just slip into a nice, relaxing bubble bath. And you're on. sink in right up to here and let the bubbles tickle my nose. Good, you can pay our water bill, too. <laughs> I wish she'd sink in right up to here. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Just for one night. Better be. Did you say something about just one night? Well, I said how enjoyable it is to have you folks here for a night. Well, you're going to enjoy it even more then. There's too much smoke to even get into the house. We're going to be here for a couple of days. The fuck you what? are? Say, where's my beautiful little bundle of chubby? I killed her. Your She's bundle dead. of chubby is taking a tubby. Well, she better get out because here comes hubby. Ew. <laughs> right away, it's like you guys are going to sleep, like, on the fold-out couch or whatever the hell. Well... And she's like, oh, I don't know. I think it's too lumpy. Brandon, here, you check it out with me. Is it too lumpy? It's too lumpy. Sorry. We can't, you know. And Ted's like, how about the kitchen table? That's pretty firm. And 
Jones like, well, our only other option for you is a sleeping bag. And Brandon makes a joke about Bonnie, like, oh, yeah, my sleeping bag's right here. <laughs> and then Bonnie threatens to put him in stitches. <laughs> and then there's the thing about the whole dinner. Basically, Bonnie's like, oh, we don't want to impose, so you guys just make your dinner, and then we'll make, you know, I'll cook for my family. And at first it sounds semi-reasonable, but then she's like, oh, I'll need some stuff. Um, some pots, oh, and some food. She's like, well, you know what, why don't I just let you cook for the whole family? I'm like, ugh. So he goes to get his bathrobe and slippers from- If you can get into the house to get that shit, stay the fuck home. And and Bonnie mentions, can you get my chin strap? I don't know what the hell that implies. And then she decides to, while Brandon's gone, go and treat herself to a bubble bath. So when Bonnie leaves- Ted's like, I hope she'd sink in right up to here, you know, like, above the head so she drowns herself. <laughs> so, Joan reminds Ted, like, honey, please, it's just for one night. Let's just get through this, okay? Brandon comes in, like, oh, what about one night? And Joan's like, yeah, we're just talking about how you're gonna be, you know, here only for one night. He's like, oh, well, you'll love this. We're The house, you can't even get into it now at this point. So, we're gonna stay for a couple nights. I'm like, the fuck you are? One night is all I promised you. Then your asses are, I don't care what happened to you after that. I'm like, okay, seriously? If your house is that filled with smoke, you would not be allowed to keep coming and going from it to get your damn slippers. Seriously. There would be firemen there. There would be, you know, yellow tape saying you can't get in here. It's too dangerous. This is, I know, suspension of disbelief, I get it, but seriously. If I tell you one night, you're getting one night. Don't come at me with this, oh, we're going to stay for a couple nights. No, you will not. Really, you're lucky I even give you a night. I could throw you out on your ass, and I would be celebrated for it, because you're that annoying, Brindles. Brandon brought a damn framed photo to put on... Oh, unless he's trying to set up the living room like his bedroom, which it's like, it's one night, man. You don't need to bring, where's your damn slippers that you were like, I need to get my robe and slippers. Didn't see them. Yeah, you grabbed a photo, a, a framed picture. So he's like, oh, where's my chubby wife? And Joan's like, oh, your chubby wife is taking a tubby as in she's in the bath. In our one bathroom in this house. And he's like, oh, well, she better get out then because I need to use it. I'm going to play this clip because Ted is like unload. Like he is pissed a hell. He talks about justifiable homicide. I'm like, I'm right there with you, dude. I am right there with you. I will be your alibi. Well, you know, honey, I think I've really learned something from all of this. What's that? What they mean by justifiable homicide. <laughs> So now we come back from commercial. Jamie's chilling on his bed, flipping through a magazine. We got the bird taking up space on his nightstand. I didn't know that that was a bathroom that he had in his room, off of his room there. I thought that was a closet. So they got more than one bathroom here. As Harriet comes out of it and says, it's all yours. And 
Jamie's had enough, too. He's like, you've been practically living in there for two days. So they've been there for two damn days. And Vicky's like, she makes faces of herself in the mirror, and then we get a bunch of different faces. I'd be like, how do you know that, Vicky? She, I think she has x-ray vision, so she can tell. Sometimes Vicky does more than just repeat what others say. She's got... She's got some sarcasm in her. I like it. She's got her own personality. Harry's like, oh, it takes time for a woman to look her best as she's, like, tossing aside her pigtailed hair. I'm like, what woman? You're, like, eight years old. You're not a woman. You are a child. Don't wear makeup or any of that shit. So what are you talking about? And Jamie's like, well, in that case, you'll have to stay in the bathroom for the rest of your life. He can barely get that last part out without busting a gut. I'm gonna play this play. <laughs> Bathroom's all yours. Babe, you've been practically living in there for two days. <laughs> she makes faces at herself in the mirror. <laughs> conversation from when the fire started and this and that. I thought it was going to reveal something like sneaky that either Brandon or Bot had said about like, oh, let's move in on the Lawsons or something like that. And like, Or like, say Brandon started the fire on purpose so that way he could go they could go move into the Lawsons place. Oh, um, remember how when we're up in Jamie's room and he's got that small chalkboard on the wall? It says, playing with matches is dangerous. Oh, I love how the writers threw, or whoever threw that in there to have a child safety message thrown. Like a, kids, no, don't play with matches, or whatever. So now we move to the kitchen, and Joan is just sitting there. Her head, her chin is in her hands, like, oh, oh my god, I can't take it anymore. Jamie just saunters, like, oh, mom, please, it's been two whole days. Can't we get rid of these damn people? You said two days. Actually, technically, you said a day, and I don't know how the 
Brindle's managed to squeeze another day out of us. And Joan's like, two days seems more like two months. Joan says, even in my sleep, I still hear that I hear this. No, 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 no. <laughs> and Jamie remarks about how Ted looks like he's not getting anything. He probably isn't. You guys are suffering at the hands of the Brindles. It's bad enough that Ted, or Brandon is Ted's new boss, but now he's like staying under the same damn roof. You can't escape the Brindles. I'm going to play this clip. I'm curious to see as Ted comes into the kitchen and slams the door shut. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, I feel great. Like, okay, he's manic. What's going on? Something happened. I bet the house is fixed. I bet their house is all set. Yeah, I bet that's it. Like he found out their house is already go and they can move the fuck back into their own house. smoke and they can finally move back into it. Joan should be jumping for joy the same as Ted and Jamie are. It's like, yes, get them out of your house. But Joan is all, I get it. You want to be a respectable neighbor. You don't want to push any buttons and this and that. But really, a moment ago you were like ready to scratch out your own eyes because you couldn't stand the fact that the Brindles are like two days feels like two months. So, and then Joan brings up, look, he could fire you. No, he couldn't. He does not have any justification. That is blackmail. You can't say, well, I could fire you if you don't let me stay in your home since, you know, I'm your boss and everything. You can't do that. So, Ted and Joan go in there. Their living room looks like a damn bomb blew off because we got... Brandon sitting in a chair, flipping through the newspaper. There's newspaper pages on the floor. This old black and gold trunk that serves as a coffee table has got an old plate on it with food. 
what looks like maybe a jelly jar on it, and then, of course, a family picture of the Brindles, because you had to bring that. Oh, he did manage to find his robe and slippers since Brandon's dressed in them. There's clothes all over the back of the couch, and Bonnie is just reading the book, got her pink slippers, got her robe on. They're all pleased as punch, like they ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Like, I can imagine their house looks like a fucking pit. Because you know Joan would not stand for this. Like, you need to take your shit and get out of my house. I don't live like a fucking pig. So Ted's trying to semi-polite. Hey, I know I say you're up early. And Ted's like, or Brandon's like, oh yeah, well the early worm gets the Sunday paper. I'm like, yeah, it's my paper. Which I see strewn all over the floor. You dick. Bonnie, of course, is helping herself to Joan's book. Uh, if she gives a spoiler ending, I'm going to knock her fucking head off. <laughs> morning. Morning, Jen. You were up early this morning. Not as early as you. Well, the early bird catches the worm. And the worm catches a Sunday paper. <laughs> <laughs> little joke. Very <laughs> little. How's my book, Bonnie? Oh, it's quite dull, actually. I knew his mistress was the murderer. Bitch! They found him dead with a smile on his face. <laughs> Thanks for telling me the ending. Yeah. Spoiler! Uh, why are you two standing? We're thinking of dancing. Ah. Like, this is our house. We'll do what we wish. Bonnie looks so comfortable on the sofa, I didn't want to ask her to move. Oh, it's no trouble. You just sit yourself down here and I'll put my feet in your lap. The fuck you will. <laughs> uh, listen, you Get two, out of I my house really now. I'll kill you both. I was just over at your house and guess what? I think the smoke has cleared up. No kidding? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Meaning you can go now. I guess you'll be real anxious to get back to your own house and your own bed. Yeah. Well, I do miss my electric blanket. And with Brandon, you need one. <laughs> oh, by the way, Ted, did you know that the guy that sells us our company insurance sold me my fire policy? Well, yeah, he's a friend of mine. I recommended him to you, remember? I like him. Not too bright. Got our policy at a special rate. Oh, that's because Brandon was smart and got a non-smoker's clause in the policy. I've been making up a list of the stuff we lost in the fire. Uh, my golf clubs, my binoculars, the new oh, stereo. Oh, Brandon, you never had golf clubs or binoculars. Yeah. You have the picture? You did! You piece of crap. I do. The picture is you sitting in jail. Yes! Yes, Brandon. Uh, uh, he's right. And I don't approve of it. Not one little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bonnie, there's no possible way they're ever going to find out. The f well, in that case, throw in a fur coat for me. No. Um, uh-uh. Uh, listen, uh, why don't we be here. real good neighbors and, uh, help you folks get your stuff together so you can title on back home? Oh, yes, I, I could even pack you a little picnic lunch to take along. Oh, gee, that's awfully thoughtful. <laughs> but, you know, it might not look good to the insurance company if we move back in too soon, Mother. I guess you'll have the pleasure of our company another couple of days. No! What? Get out! I don't want coffee. I want oh, a nothing for us either. Oh, maybe a sandwich. Do you have any jam bone? That's the French for ham. Not making you anything. Hold the mayo for me. Get out! I'll kill you both. Bonnie fucking ruined the ending of the damn book! 
Joan, I'm sure, would like to sit on her own couch, but you got Bonnie all stretched out like, oh, yeah, you can sit right here and I'll put my feet in your lap. I'm like, uh, no, you will not. And Ted says, hey, I was by your house. There's no smoke. You can move right back in. And Ted is like, oh, yeah. Or not Ted, I'm sorry. Brandon tells Ted that, you know, some non-smoking clause policy he got from, um, the fire representative or whoever insurance company that Ted recommended. Brandon's like, oh, well, the guy's not very bright. And then he's like, oh, some of the stuff we lost in the fire, like a stereo, golf clubs. And Bonnie's like, well, Brandon, you never had golf clubs. I thought just, like, the kitchen area was affected, not the whole house. And Ted kind of latches onto this, like, uh, I see some fraud going on, and you could be in jail. And Brandon's like, yeah, if no one finds out. And the idea of jail, her husband in jail, Bonnie's like, oh, no, Ted, or not Ted, I'm sorry, gross. Um, Brandon, don't do that. No, I don't want you to be in jail. And I'd be like, if I were Ted, I'd use that to his advantage. And they're like, hey, since your house is all ready to be lived in again, let us pack your shit for you. And Ted and Joan start, like, stuffing that suitcase. And Brandon's all like, well, you know, it might not look good to the insurance company if we move right in right away. Maybe we should stay here a couple more days. I'm like, get out! And Bonnie's like, oh, well... Why don't you make us a sandwich or, or a, a jam bone or whatever, which is French for ham ham or something. <laughs> whatever. And Ted just wants to fucking rip their heads off. I'm right there with him. Get out. You guys need it. Lawson's get a backbone. Lock that door. Don't answer it because you got windows. You can see who's coming over. Ugh. All right, now we are up in Jamie's room. We got Vicky and Harriet playing checkers. <laughs> yes, clean her out, Vicky. Don't you ever lose. Don't know. I'm not programmed to lose. Are you that smart or am I that dumb? You're that dumb. You're that dumb. <laughs> that bird's sleeping. Threat me, I'll poke your eyes out. Is that all your parent knows to talk about? He's just repeating what my mother said. Daddy started fire with cigar. Daddy started fire with cigar. Oh, repeating what I said. I think Dad said the fire started with some faulty wiring. Yeah. What he said. I guess I've got a big mouth. I can do that for your body to be in proportion to your mouth. You'd have to be six foot two inches tall. <laughs> Alright, I've had it. I don't care if it does cost me my job, and don't try to talk me out of it this time. The next sound you hear will be my foot against his seat. <laughs> I won't change my mind. I was just gonna say... Put on your spiked golf shoes. Yeah, get him right in the ass. Kick him out the door. Tony, that's pretty sadistic. I know, but I want to watch. I am so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I knew that bird was going to slip up sooner or later. Thank you. Thank you, Polly. I love you, Polly. Thank you. Spouting off some more stuff that went on during the Brindle house fire. Hmm. What did Brandon say started that way? Oh, faulty wiring. Uh, no. He was smoking a fucking cigar and bam, house fire. Yeah, um, remember that non-smoking whatever clause that was in that thing? Yup, got them, got them, get them out, Jamie, get down there, tell your parents what you heard, and get them out. Ted's had enough, he's like, that's it, and sticking my foot in his ass, and Jonah's like, honey, use the spiked golf shoe you have, and he's like, Joni, that's pretty sadistic. And she's like, yeah, I want to watch. <laughs> Yes. Find out how this plays out. <laughs> well, lunch for soon. You're quicker than chicken delight. Brandon, we have to talk. Sure. sure. I finished the crossword puzzle anyway. Oh boy, what fun. <laughs> Brandon, I'll make this brief. This isn't working. Uh, what is it? How about going to a hotel? I wouldn't think of having you and the family go to a hotel. <laughs> Brandon, he means you and Bonnie. Yeah. Are you asking us to leave? You're damn right I am. At least. <laughs> Brandon, are they hinting that we have worn out our welcome? I think he's hinting that he wants to get fired. You can't fire him. After they make those sandwiches. No. No sandwiches. Well, that's compassion for you. <laughs> it certainly is. Harriet! Harriet! Come in here! <laughs> Fine way to treat people who nearly lost their lives in a fire. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> we learned how that fire started. It's impossible for the four of us to live <laughs> together in the same house. I don't know how the two of you can live in the same house. Yeah, really. <laughs> Good. You're going, Lawson. But be it on your head if that faulty wiring flares up again and barbecues us in our sleep. Mr. Brindle, that faulty wiring didn't cause your fire. You're, it was you. Yes. Oh, what makes you say that? Daddy, it wasn't Martin's mouth that told him. It was the parents. Daddy started fire with cigar. Daddy started fire with cigar. Yeah. Oh. I want your job. Now, he says now. We've been charming. 
goes a long way. Her talking gave me a cauliflower ear. Now if we can just keep the brindles from coming back. Let's nail the door shut, old buddy. Yeah. You know, it would serve them right if you did tell the insurance company about their phony claim. Yeah, you really I'm should. Still to. But you promise not to say a word. And I won't. I'll just dial and put the parrot on the phone. <laughs> So, Joan and Ted go into the living room. Bonnie and Brandon are still in their prospective positions. Bonnie stretched out on the couch. Brandon's sitting in a wicker chair. Ted says, hey, how about a hotel? And Brandon's like, well, or Ted asks him about, you know, getting a hotel. And Brandon's like, oh, well, we couldn't ask you to go to a hotel. And it's like, no, you go to a hotel. And the fact that Bonnie's like, are you asking us to leave? Like, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And I'm not asking you either. Bonnie, you are a fucking idiot. Brandon, are they telling us we weren't on our welcome? It's like, well, no. As soon as you walked in the door with your suitcases, your welcome was very unwelcome. Brandon has some damn gall. Like, oh, I think he's hinting that he wants to get fired. Like, you can't fire him. And Bonnie's like, all right, let's go, Brandon. And Brandon is like, well, yeah, we'll go after they make those sandwiches. Like, we're not making you anything. They have so much shit on the back of the Lawson's couch and also by their fireplace that has that gate in front of it. It's like their whole wardrobe has just spilled out into the entire Lawson living room. Bonnie's screaming for Harriet to come down into the living room, and she's, that's a fine way to treat people who nearly lost this room of life in a fire. Like, bitch, you're fine. And Joan's like, we four of us cannot live in the same house. And Ted's like, yeah, I can surprise, I'm surprised that you and Brandon can live in the same house. Brandon says, we're leaving, Lawson, and just so you know, it'll be on your head if we die in the fire, another fire due to that faulty wiring. And Jamie's like, yeah, it wasn't faulty wiring. As Vicky repeats what Polly the parrot said. How, Daddy smoked a cigar and lit the house on fire. Yeah, he's like, it was you, Mr. Brindle. So Harriet is the one that reveals that it wasn't her big mouth. It was the parrots that uh, revealed that big juicy secret. He's like, oh, that stupid bird. They shouldn't let feathered foreigners into this country. Like, bitch. Shut your fucking mouth. And Ted has got this shit-eating grin on his face like, well, 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 well. Hmm, what do we say about this, Brandon? I would have built Brandon Brindle's ass for everything he has. I'd be like, I want your job. Yeah, Brandon told the fire insurance company that he's a non-smoker. Interesting. So, Brandon pretty much promises Ted a raise and a promotion. Basically, they're going to be, like, co-president or whatever, vice president, whatever, at the company. If Ted keeps his mouth shut. So, Ted says, I won't say a word if you don't hand in those phony claims and you get the fuck out of my house right now, this very second. We'll pack your shit up, we'll throw it out the door, and you can retrieve it later. But you need to go. So, the Lawsons celebrate now that the Brindles have just gotten the fuck out of their house. And thank goodness. I would have said, I want a sworn affidavit or a notarized 
thing saying that you will never darken our doorstep ever. And I want that notarized too. So yeah. I, I would definitely want that. And I'd be like, you know what? No, you guys are fraudulent people. Uh, you're scammers. I'm going to have you in jail. Your wife and daughter can be wherever. I'm sure she's got relatives somewhere. So that's the episode, everybody. What, what do you think about it? I know it was cray cray. But you guys, seriously, seriously, you these type of people, you cannot reason with them. You give them an inch, they'll take 100,000 miles. All right, so coming in January, Season 1, Episode 13, entitled Brainwash, which aired on November 30th, 1985. Vicky goes to play with Harriet, and she tells her how to demand things from her parents. This breaks down Vicky's internal circuit, and Ted needs to configure her. This has got an 8.0. Wow, cool. All right, sweet. So, guys, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun just raging against the Brindles. So, have a great Halloween and a Thanksgiving and a Christmas. And I'll see you in January 2020 with episode 13 of season one. Bye-bye.